Hey guys, Pastor Jurgen here. I'm so glad you're tuning into one of our powerful messages that is guaranteed to absolutely elevate your life to another level. At Awaken, we only want to preach fresh, real, powerful to help you grow stronger in your walk with God, develop your faith so you can take more territory. I'm praying that God blesses you and enriches your soul as you listen to this amazing word from God. God bless you. The title of my uh, speech for a minute tonight is, uh, whoops, is called 72 Hours. Someone write 72 Hours. Say 72 Hours. You're not gonna like it, you're gonna love it, and something big's gonna happen for your life out of 1 Samuel chapter 30, and I'm gonna read, uh, I'm gonna read a couple verses here real quickly to you, and then I'm gonna just start flowing and everything's gonna work. So it goes a little something like this. It's on the left-hand side, 1 Samuel 30. Now it happened. You ever seen the bumper sticker stuff happens? Come on. Now it happened when David and his men came to Ziklag on the third day that the Amalekites had invaded the south, attacked his Ziklag, and burned it with fire. They take captive the women and the kids that were there, carried them away, and went their way. David and his men came to back to the city, and there it was. Someone say, there it was. Say like you got energy. Say, say, there it was. It was burned with fire. Their wives and their kids were taken captive. David and his people that were with him lifted up their voices and they wept till they had no more power to weep. Anybody ever been there in your life? Come on. Ever had like a moment like where your guts came out and you like cried because you were hurting and in pain? Come on, like where you were in like, you just, you got it, you need, you were hurting, you were in trouble in the inside. This is where David finds himself. It says, verse five, David's two wives. Oh man, that's a lot of problems. That's a lot of challenges. That's a lot of credit card bills. Come on, somebody. Ahanom the Jezreelite, Abigail the widow of Nabal had been taken captive as well. So David was greatly distressed. One translation says he was tormented in his mind. For the people spoke of stoning him because the soul of all the people were grieved every man for his sons and his daughters. But David encouraged, or one translation says, strengthened himself in the Lord his God, verse seven. And David said to the priest, bring the ephod here to me. And David brought this thing to him. And David inquired of the Lord saying, shall I pursue this troop and shall I overtake them or take them over? And God answered, pursue you will certainly, someone say certainly. Someone say certainly. You'll overtake this crew, and without fail, you will recover all. Someone say pursue. You will overtake and recover all. Just touch the neighbor next to you, say you'll recover all. Oh, this is gonna be good. Watch how powerful for a minute. So here you got this guy named David, all eyes on me, like Tupac said. David is known for all this great achievement. He knocked out Goliath. Come on, somebody. He served in the king's palace at 17 years of age. He knocked out Goliath. Isn't that interesting, by the way, that when he went to run to take out Goliath, he took five stones, not just one stone. Why? Because Goliath had four brothers. 
Isn't it interesting that he was so sure that I have one stone for each brother, he was that sure in his shot. Let me just say that to you right now. You could become so skilled in your work and gifted and give yourself to what God gave you that you become so strong in it that you're powerful and confident you can deliver. How many know greatness doesn't go on sale? You can't pray greatness in, you gotta work greatness in. That's why 564 times in the Bible, the Bible says, let me see you work, 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 work. You didn't think that was funny, but whatever. I thought it was good, a little Rihanna. David was on the run. And for the first time in his life, he's in a big, big crisis. He was anointed at the age of 16 that one day he would be king over Israel. It had not happened yet. And for the very first time in his journey, watch, because his journey, it says God was with him and he prospered. Everywhere in his life, it says God was with him and he prospered. Isn't it interesting? He didn't have a Nordstrom card, come on. He did not have a house, come on, down by the beach. He did not have a cool dog. He did not have a lot of stuff going for him. But because God was with him, he was successful. It said about Joseph in prison. He was in prison. He did not have money. He did not have a nice car. He wasn't rolling heavy. Come on. Did not have investments. But Jesus was with Joseph. Therefore, he was prosperous. I want to help you. You might not feel prosperous, but if God is with you, if God is in you, if you believe in the Lord, the Bible says when you believe in him and he's with you, you are a successful man. You're a successful woman. The last thing the enemy wants you to see yourself as, you're not successful. I, Lupe, you came from Vista High School. You know you slept with the whole team. You went bankrupt, Joe. You're not successful, but that was then. The Bible says if you're in Christ, you're a new creation, and if God is with you, you are a success. Slap the, slap the person next to you say, I might not look like a success, but if God is with me, come on, say he's with me. Come on, you ought to act like he's with you. Come on, you ought to get a revelation that he's in you. He ain't just around you, he's with you, he's in you. Imagine how different business would be if you walked in and Jesus is with you. How different you are when you walk into church and Jesus was actually in your prayer. Imagine how different you are if he's with me in my home. We're just not aware. You ought to pray a spirit of awareness would come into your life. That you become more aware that he is Emmanuel, that he's with you. The more conscious that he's with you, the more wisdom that'll come out of your life. The better decisions you'll make with money, the better decisions you'll make with what to do with your time, the better you'll treat people. Come on, and be careful how you treat people because all increase comes through people. That's why the Bible says don't forsake yourself with the assembling together because if you isolate yourself from people, God can't get blessings to you that he wants to get to you because you're trying to do it, I did it my own way, and I'm isolate. Isolation sickness. He who isolates himself rages against all wisdom. So it says David came home and he comes home to a crisis. Why is it a crisis? He comes home to a scene of devastation and despair. Everything's burned up. While he was absent, his enemies came in. Oh, this is good. Watch. It's interesting, for the first time in the Bible, you never always see David going, hey, God, should I go pursue them? God, should I go do this? God, should I create this? And for the first time, David got cocky. 
and goes, I'm gonna do it my own way, and he went out and fought battles. He left his area and his home and his family left unattended and protected. His enemy struck, come on, while he was absent. That's why the Bible says, come on, pay attention. Just don't leave yourself open. Give no place to the enemy. Don't just be out doing whatever and don't guard your stuff. Don't think you don't have a devil that's a thief. He's a con artist. He's a kleptomaniac. He desires to get his hands upon things that belong to you, but if you're not paying attention, he'll steal them. I'll steal your joy through that disappointment. I'll steal your healing because you ain't taking care of yourself. Come on. I'll tell, steal your kids because you're out there building a career, but you're not building a family. I'll, spill, I'll steal the presence of God out of you, the wisdom of God, because you're so busy building, come on, a 10X life that you're forsaking the presence of God. I don't have time to be in the house of God, Pastor. I'm so busy, I'm 10Xing. <laughs> that might be cool with Grant Cardone, who's a very nice guy, I've spoke with him. But at the same time, I'm not building my life on human wisdom. I'm building my life on the word of God. The Bible says to build your life on human wisdom is you're gonna crumble at some point. But if I build it, come on, on the word of God, I have substantiality. I weather storms. I come through trouble. I come out of sickness. I come out of weakness into strength. I come out of bondage into something that's called freedom. So David comes home and it's his fault. All of his guys are all bothered. They came home and it's a scene of devastation. He was what they would call a place of defeat or a setback. According to Webster's, a setback is a defeat, a reversal, a return to a lower level. Come on. Well, how do they happen, Rex? Number one, they happen because of unexpected circumstances. How many know that's true? Other people make bad choices and you fall a victim to them. You ever had that happen? Come on, someone stabs you in the back, someone lies about you, someone runs a red light and hits your car, come on. You didn't order that, that someone was gonna hit you and they were drunk. How many know you live in a fallen world and it's sometimes easy to sit there and go, well, how did that happen? You live in a fallen world. I remember going to speak one night I was speaking in Mission Viejo for a guy named Phil Muncy, really, really great pastor. And I rolled up, and I was getting out of the car, and I had a jacket on, and this guy standing, maybe about 15 yards from me, he goes, are you Rex Crane? I was by myself that night. I had no bodyguards, nobody with me. And I'm like, I don't know. And his hands were, his hands were shaking, and he started to walk toward me, and I'm like, this isn't good, come on. I'm supposed to go in there and be the minister, and he goes, yo, are you Rex Crane? Like I said, I don't know, who is you? Not proper English, come on, maybe that's why I didn't make it out of Bible school. Praise God. He's walking toward me, I'm thinking, man, what am I gonna do? So I thought in my mind, I'm gonna elbow him right in the jaw with my, come on, forearm, I'm gonna knee him in the, you know what, come on somebody, slam the door and run inside and preach, praise God. Come on, it's always good to have a battle plan, come on, don't be ignorant of the enemy, come on. Don't be stupid. We was po, but we wasn't dumb. Come on, we had some street smart. Some of you know what I'm talking about. He goes, I go, who are you? And he's coming closer and he goes, I saw your face on the wall. The church was connected to a hospital. He goes, I just married my wife three months ago. And I, he's shaking violently. I'm thinking he's like on drugs, he's high, he's lit, something's going down. And he's, he goes, I just saw my wife. Her face was ripped off. She was eaten by a lion. In Orange County, I'm thinking like in my mind, like, 
We don't got like, I've been to Africa. We don't got like lions running around. She was the woman that was riding a mountain bike in the mountains of Mission Viejo three months and heel gel, and a lion had already killed a six-foot-four man. You can go look at it later. It's on People Magazine, been CNN and everything else. Jumped and grabbed her and had her by the back of her neck, and while she, the mouth of the lion was on the back of her neck, her driving partner had her feet. She was suspended in the air. It's a true story. She was actually speaking scripture, let me go in Jesus' name, while her head was in the mouth of a lion. True story. He was freaking out because he saw his wife and her whole face was ripped off. And he goes, and he, he didn't order that. He didn't say, I would love to have that happen, but it hit. He comes to a scene of devastation. He goes, I saw your picture. Can anything, can, can your God help? And immediately God gave me access. And I said, here's what's gonna happen. They're gonna do three surgeries over the next certain amount of hours. This is what's happening in the room and you're gonna see this happen by two in the morning. There'll be a shift, her life will be spared. They're gonna repair her face and it's gonna become a story from tragedy to triumph and they'll talk about it. She talked about it on Larry King and God turned the thing around. But how many know setbacks can happen, defeats can happen because unexpected circumstances. But they also can happen because of spiritual warfare. I gotta help some of you in Western world for a minute, come on. The Bible says you battle some of the things you're battling. It's not against human beings, it's not against your boss. It ain't somebody on the eight freeway, come on. You're battling spirits that don't like you. They're out to harass, to torment you. Most of us, come on, we just play all coy, come on. Like, oh, I just wish it would go away. It doesn't go away till you make it go away. Well, I thought God does that. I pray to God and he makes it go all the way. No, the Bible says I gave you power against spiritual enemies. That what Jesus conquered, you can be more than a conqueror over. And through his name, you can push back darkness. How many ever woken up in the middle of the night and had too many sheets on you and you got all hot and claustrophobic? Come on, anybody ever had like a fight with Bed Bath & Beyond in the middle of the night? Like Calvin Klein sheets and you start moving your legs and hitting, anybody? Come on. Am I the only one? Whatever. <laughs> the fan broke, the air didn't work, and you got like super hot. Come on. Rolled over on a Cheeto you ate at like 11.20 p.m., the spicy one, and it burns. Now I got some of you. There you go. You're like, aye, the widow knows what he's talking about. That was deep revelation, Mike. I was talking about a Cheeto, not Jesus. Come on. It would be amazing, the Bible says, when you get, submit to God, you can resist the enemy and he will flee. But why do most disappointments and defeats happen? Because of bad choices. Yeah. One bad choice may put you in a bad spot, but a good choice can get you out of a bad spot into a right spot. How many know you can sow to the wind and reap the whirlwind? Most of the challenges and defeats I've had in my life were because of areas I neglected, procrastinated, or I made bad decisions and I wanted to blame the devil or somebody else. It's hard to tell yourself the truth, but it's only when you face the truth that you can find freedom. It's only when you find the truth can you meet mercy. The Bible says mercy and truth they kiss. If you want to really get free from addiction, you might want to say, you know what, I'm battling alcoholism, but that's not my identity. God's grace is bigger than the addiction. I'm going to break free. I'm not an addiction. I'm not what I feel. Maybe to tell yourself the truth, I suck at money, but I don't gotta stay sucking at money. Maybe I'm not good at loving my spouse, but I'm gonna change that. I'm gonna get the tools. I'm gonna find a way to bring more value and love and light them up so I don't have to stay where I'm at. 
But doesn't society say, oh my gosh, though, you're such a victim. Oh my gosh, you feel, you know, you know, you know, you know you've been through so much, Lupe. Carlos, you don't even know what you've been through. Sit there and medicate. David and his men, they came home. And it says, there it was. The word there it was is they became fascinated by looking at their ashes. If you're not careful, a spirit of defeat will get in you because what you focus on, you start to entertain and feel. How would you have to, what would you need to be focusing on to be feeling the way you've been feeling the last 24 hours? All the things negative. They started focusing on all these things that had been done to them. But they forgot about, only David knew that God's not just a God when you're there, when things are easy. He's also a God that's there to comfort you, to heal you. He's a God that restores over and over. David says, he will restore my soul. He'll restore health to me. He will restore my life. About, maybe about a month and a half ago, I was walking in my bedroom, and, the rec, and God said to me, he really said to me, I, I heard him talk to me. He goes, Rex, this is what I'm about to do. These next three months for the body of Christ are gonna be outrageous. I'm gonna restore what the last three years have stolen from people. I'm gonna bring people back contracts, funds, opportunities, things that have been on hold, relationships, intimacy. I'm gonna restore health to people. You watch what I do these next three months. The Lord says, I'm gonna restore to my church, to my people, what the enemy and what government and everybody else has taken from them over the last three years. If you believe that, you ought to give the Lord a clap and a shout like I'm taking the truth. Some of you believe that, some of you don't. You're like, whatever. God's got to restore to plan for you. He's got to come back plan for you. Jeremiah 29, 11 says, I know the thoughts that I'm thinking towards you. Not a one thought. God didn't have one thought towards you like, oh my gosh, you were cute to make. And then, oh my gosh, you got so into TikTok, I'm not bothering with you anymore. If you're into TikTok, he's probably bothering with you more. Why? Because he wants your attention. Because what gets your attention gets your affection. And he wants your heart, not just your service. He's looking for your heart. He's looking for your vitals because out of your heart comes your dreams. Out of your heart comes your purpose. Out of your heart comes joy. Out of your heart comes love. Out of your heart comes faith. He's looking for your heart. Everything in the world is reaching for your heart. When God sows his word through somebody, through a woman or a man, the enemy comes to steal the word that's sown in their heart. Why? Because he knows if that word gets in your heart, it's a heart revolution. Something shifts on the inside. How many know your breakthrough, your recovery, your healing, your blessing does not evolve out of your circumstances? It evolves out of your mentality or out of your spirit. That's why God does not confront your condition with sympathy. Oh my gosh, it's, I know you've been through so much in your life. Oh my gosh, I know you've hurting so. No, no, He comes with you with a revelation. He comes and speaks a word to you because God is only as good as his word. He's only as good as his word. He's not a man that tells a lie. Scripture says he's alert and he's active. He's watching over his word to perform it. God's a performer. He's not a talker. Some of you have dated a lot of talkers. I'll be there at 7. Come on, at 745, they still ain't show up yet. That ain't God. When he says, I'm going to show up, I'm going to show up. 
If there's anything that's hindering you, it's not God, it's the devil. The Bible says, Paul said, the devil hindered me from going somewhere. God can delay something, but only the devil hinders something. I know the thoughts that I think toward you. The only thoughts I know is my shoes, I can't help it. You're tired while I do it? That's very nice of you, come on. Marco's the buffest, second good-looking guy to Mike in the place, and he's tiring another man's shoes. Thank you. Give Marco a clap. I probably owe him dinner. I'll buy you dinner in France. I know the thoughts that I think towards you. Someone say me. Thoughts for good, not evil, to give you a future and a hope, a future and a hope, future and a hope. I was on a, a tarmac a couple weeks ago, and I won't say the name. My wife told me don't mention the person's name. One of the biggest celebrities in the world, and they're very confused in their identity and their sexuality right now. They made a whole mockery of them. President Barack Obama made a mockery of this person. I got a call, and they were in a governmental person's I wish I could say the name. Uh, they're home. One of the biggest people in the world. And they called me, and I'm on a tarmac. I just got done speaking. I'm sitting there. I'm listening. Come on, to little John Legend. Come on. Before he got political, John Legend. <laughs> I sat there with John. Come on, it's just been me, John, and three people in a room when he's playing the piano. There ain't nobody like that gift. Man, God touch him. And I remember sitting there on the airplane, and I got a call saying, what is God saying to this person? And this person's been used to trick kids to make a mess in America and make people question their sexual orientation because they got feelings and everything else. This one person was used. They took advantage of the person's pain. And I'm sitting there going, I was so frustrated in the month of June because everywhere you went, you saw them messing with our kids. Man, if you want to go do something in your certain way, that's your free choice. But don't put that on my kids. Come on, somebody. Don't put that on my children, my grandchildren. My children will be mighty in the land. You want to go jack yourself up, go jack yourself up. But don't screw with my kids. That's just the way I feel about it. Come on. Ask Joe Rogan. He'll tell you the same thing. Come on. Ask Dave Chappelle, he'll tell you the same thing, and he's a Muslim. Don't mess with my kids. I remember sitting there going, God, give me a word for this person. Give me a word, and part of me was judgmental, to be honest with you, because I didn't like how this person had been propagated stuff. You, you all know the person. And I remember the word came. I started praying in tongues on the airplane next to John right there, and he's, come on, smells like smoke. I don't care, man. You have an open heaven anywhere you are. God can just move to you. Come on. Get convinced. You don't got to go talk to a guy in a box that we're going to talk to God. You don't need to go. Come on. You can talk to God right where you are, and God will give you answers. Ask, you shall receive. I started praying in tongues in my seat. Rabak, shete, rebaka. For reals you do that, you ain't teasing. Why? Because your spirit knows things your head don't. The devil can plan to stop your prayers in English, but when you pray in the spirit, he doesn't know what you're saying. That's why he fights that message so hard, because it's just you and God. Don't let religious teaching talk you out of what Jesus wants to give you, because he said, out of your belly, a flow of life will come out of you, and you'll have strength, spiritual strength. I remember God gave me this word and he called the person by their name. They're a woman right now, but he called them by the name. And I looked at it and I go, oh my goodness. I started looking at what I wrote down and gave this word to this person. And I saw how much God loved this person. And I'm like, oh my goodness. 
my heart was wrong. I know I'm the speaker guy up here. I had the right gift, but my spirit was off because I was critical. And Rex, I want to show you, I don't count people out even the way other people count people out. If you're not careful, you'll let politics, you'll let other people and things get into your spirit that will corrupt your heart. And when I want to bring you around hurting people, my desire is to flow out of you because they need mercy just like you. But if you're not available to give it, they can't get it. I got to correct the way you see other people. Because I'm about to bring you to a lot of people that are really, really bad off. But if you had a bad spirit, your gift will be right. But your spirit will be wrong. It shifted something inside me. I saw things from a God's eye view that day. It shifted my perspective. Have you ever heard me say your perspective is your passport or it's your prison? It's what God can flow through or God can just go to. And how you see the world, how you see people. I remember this day, I got a God's eye view on this person. It shifted everything. David, and he's, he's sitting there, he's looking at his defeat. The very people he had helped have victory. The very people that he gave a home, he gave community to, they turned on him. Oh, this is powerful. Maybe it's your leadership that has made you such a target for the enemy over the last couple of years. Maybe it's not you're fighting the government. Maybe the enemy sees your potential to be the leader at home, the leader on the job, the leader in the community. Maybe it's your leadership and what you've been called to, and the enemy's trying to get you to abort it in the middle of right where you're about to go, so you quit. David is on the way to becoming a king. He's anointed for it like you're anointed for it. He's about to give birth to it. In fact, in 72 hours from this moment of defeat, he's about to give birth to the greatest thing in his life, but he's facing and looking at so much opposition and so much pain. You got options when you're in a defeat. You can run to a shelter or run to the shelter. You can run to a refuge or you can run to the refuge. Some of you gotta become convinced of God's credibility to give people a comeback. Abraham, you're a liar, but I'll still give you a kid, come on. Gideon, you're a coward, I'll still make you a hero. Samson, you failed, I'll cause your hair to grow again. Sarah, you can't give birth, I'll give birth through you and make the possible happen. David, come on, you got mess ups, come on. How would you like to start an evangelistic team with, hey, my treasurer, he's a thief, he'll steal your money, come on. Peter gonna cop off your ear, come on, we're gonna heal her. He's a comeback, he's a restorer, watch how powerful. David's feeling the sting. All these people turned on him. The very people he helped turned on him. Be careful. Do like I like could do if you were hunting, like a bear does. A bear, if you shoot a bear in the back, it don't hurt. The only place you can kill a bear is if you shoot him in the vitals. Sometimes it's okay to give people your back. Just don't give them your heart. When David went to kill Goliath, his own brothers began to say, you're weak. You're not cut out for us. Where's those few sheep that you were taking care of? Says David turned and he let them hurl insults at his back, but he did not give them his heart. Sometimes you gotta guard your heart, come on. David runs to God. And he said he began to encourage himself in God. But David encouraged himself in God. But David encouraged himself in God. Come on, but say that over your life. But Rex encouraged himself in God. 
But Rex encouraged himself in God. But Rex encouraged himself in God. When I was gonna end my life and kill myself in 2006, and I was gonna drive my car off the cliff because I was hurting so freaking bad in my own soul. Anointed like crazy on a stage. A whole family of deaf people in one shot got their hearing, and yet I got to a car and I'm ready to drive my car off a cliff. Don't act, don't act like I don't know what I'm talking about here. Talking to your soul for a minute. Your spirit loves me. Don't let your head turn me off. I'm talking to your spirit, man, for a minute. The real you. The one that's going to exist forever. You have options. I remember your mind goes crazy. He says David's mind was tormented. He was going crazy. But then he said, but David encouraged himself. You might not have everybody to encourage you tomorrow. Tomorrow night. In the middle of the night, you don't need Netflix to encourage you. You don't need to go medicate yourself on some substance to encourage you. Come on for a minute. You don't want to go create some clouded restoration, clouded by shame, guilt. I'm going to go jump in another relationship. I'm going to mess with this substance. I'm going to turn this on and give myself some immediate relief. You don't want to go to something inferior. That's not the way you were made. That's not the champion in you. I want to remind you to act like the champion you are. Someone say, I am. If you are, you is. Come on, somebody. He said, but David encouraged himself. The word encouragement means he began to strengthen himself. He began to, number one, began to praise God. If you want the atmosphere of your own personal life to shift, you're going to have to at some point lift up your hands. At some point, not with everybody else just doing, come on, the Bethel worship song, the Elevation worship song, but you lift up your freaking voice. I praise you because you're good. I praise you because you're still with me. I praise you that you love me. I praise you that you forgive me. I praise you that you answer prayer. I may not be what I need to be yet, but I praise you for helping me. Give the Lord a clap and a shout. Come on, you got five more minutes. Sit your butt down. He began to praise. I know what that's like in the middle of the night. So do most people that ever did anything. They know what it's like to shift their focus and set their heart and their mind and not meditate on their misery. But shift and start focusing on God. Abraham's dad was settled for the promised land, but his son, Abraham's brother, died along the way. And so as a result, he said he fell into so much grief that they settled in a place called Haran because all they did was medicate and meditate on all their loss. At some point, you gotta start meditating and praising God. A woman with an alabaster box, she came into Jesus. Well, everybody else was being critical. This woman began to worship spreading all of that oil, a year's worth of wages, John 12 says. And as she did, the home was filled with an atmosphere that people began intoxicated with her praise. You really wanna break out? It's usually the biggest thing that you wanna ever see a spiritual weapon that'll really break you out. When you're by yourself, when you really, you're gonna remember this in the middle of the night, whether you're freaking out, you're over dick, overdose, you're doing something stupid, remember this, the number one spiritual weapon you have is not just saying, in the name of Jesus, be gone. That will work. But when you lift up your hands and begin to praise, the Bible says this, because the devil loves your praise. That's why he loves it when you complain, you gripe, complain, curse, criticize, condemn, because when you do, you're using your mouth to curse, not to bless. He said that's what he wanted from God. 
But when you begin to praise him, something shifts. David said, it's in your presence I see. In your presence is life. In your presence, miracles happen. In your presence, the Bible says, he inhabits them. That means he sits down and settles and he can perform. Oh, I'm cool here. I praise you, you're my healer. Miss Universe, I, uh, UFC, a fighter took me, he said, my mom is Miss Universe, took me to hospital, went to a hospital. She said, my mom's been in a coma for two and a half years. Or two and a half, sorry, two and a half weeks, forgive me. Two and a half weeks, they're ready to pull the plug. Can you please do anything to help my mama? I've heard about, you know, people get healed of cancer through you, blindness, deafness. Can you help my mama? I go, I can. Such as I have, I can give. You gotta have something, he gives something. Look in these eyes, I have something. I pack heavy. I ain't shooting blanks. I pack. Why? Because if you take care of the depth, God will take care of your width. If you want to put roots into him, you want to sow into the things of the spirit, when you get in moments, what's going to come out? His spirit. You find out what you're made of when you get pressed. If I sow into the things of God, faith will come out of me when I'm challenged. Hope will come out of me. Love when it shouldn't come out of me. I sat there over that bed and that woman, they had pictures of her, Miss Universe, pretty woman. She was sitting there in her coma, things breathing through her, and the doctor's kind of looking at her like, ah, yeah, whatever. And I didn't know what else to do. I wasn't gonna play, pray some loud prayer, preach some loud sermon. I simply lifted up my hands. I worship you. You're awesome. You're the resurrection and the life. You're the God that raised the little boy of Nain from the dead. Why? Because funerals are for people that have already given up that it's over. You're the God that raised Lazarus from the dead. You're the God that raised my wife from the dead. Come on, somebody. You're the God that raised dreams from the dead out of this ashes of my heart. You're the God that let me love again. It gave me back a relationship. You're the God that gave me a child when they said I couldn't have a child. You're the God that did. I just started praising God by myself. And while I was praising God, not even praying, a woman for two and a half weeks had been in a coma. She reached up and grabbed my arm and came out. Well, the doctor was mocking. God did a miracle while the doctor was mocking. Well, the doctor was mocking. You might have other people mocking you, say, your God don't show up. Don't think for a minute that when you don't shift and lift your hands and begin to praise God, that God's not gonna invade your jail cell, your tormented mind, your, come on, your home of your, where your kids are off and running, going crazy. The presence of God can hook them. Watch. He began to pray. He began to praise God, and he goes, and he goes, God, why? Because when he starts praising God, new hope fills his heart. I love what David said in Psalm 71, 14. Two verses, you just started praying. He says, I will hope continually. Nothing's gonna beat the hope out of me. And then he says, God, increase my greatness more and more. Ooh, that's a dope prayer right there. God, increase my greatness more and more. God, increase Stacy's greatness more and more. Come on, watch increase Natalie's greatness more and more. Increase Ben's greatness more and more. You gotta start praying that over your family. Increase my little mijo's greatness more and more. David goes, I wanna go get him, God, but what do you say? David said, God says, I want you to pursue. He got the voice of God and the presence of God. Watch how powerful I end with this. Carolina Chapman, five years of age. Watch, watch, watch. Five years of old, she was taken she was taken by captors in Colombia. True story, go look it up. Taken 
and they dropped her and they left her in the jungle after they took the other family members. Separated from her mother, her dad, everybody. A five-year-old girl left in the middle of a jungle at night. She cried out, mama, 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 save me, mama. She heard all the sounds of animals. Didn't know what to do, but nobody came, no mama came. She fell asleep exhausted, no water, no food. She fell asleep, and while she fell asleep, she woke up and she was surrounded by monkeys. Big ones, small ones, come on, chubby ones, come on, skinny ones, old ones, gray ones, black ones, orange ones, come on, somebody. They were all surrounding her, making scary noises, and the big one came and swatted her. It hurt, and the other ones came and started digging their hands in her head, putting their hands on her face. She got so scared that she said, stop it, and they all froze. That's actually just a little good teaching point right now. When you get tired of the enemy tormenting your mind, when you get tired of fear having the best of you, when you get tired of sickness telling you how your future's gonna be, how struggle and lacks your future, and they dictate a bad forecast, and you say, get off me, get off me. You, you got to go. Devil, I break your power, get off my mind. Get off my spirit. Get off my emotions, get off my family. Get off my child, get off my diabetes. You got to get the hell off me. Why? Because I got heaven in me. Get the hell off me. See, some of you don't believe that. Well, I'm going to wait for the priest to do it. Then what you're going to do is wait a long time. Faith without work is empty. This girl, she sat there, stop. They all froze. She made enough peace with the monkeys to where she saw how they began to eat the nuts and the, and the food, the berries, and they drank water, and they had it from the little leaves. She started hanging around with the monkeys. Nobody else was there. Her mama never came. Days turned into weeks, weeks turned into months, months turned into years. Five years, from five to 10 years old, a little girl lived amongst monkeys. She even forgot how to walk normal and started walking on all four. She learned how to, what, she didn't know how to talk anymore. She started cooperating and talking to monkeys in a language that they spoke. No one ever came, but one day, she was up on a tree and she saw something on the ground. She went down and picked it up. She looked at it and it scared her. She saw eyes and so she threw it down and climbed back up into the tree. She went back down and picked that thing up off the ground. She looked at it in her hand and she looked at it and she realized the two eyes that were looking back at her were her own. She saw her face, it was a little mirror, that maybe some, like somebody that was either a poacher or somebody that was a hunter or someone left. She saw herself in the mirror, and it's the first time she looked at herself, and she saw that she was not a monkey. She saw what she wasn't. She didn't know what she was, but she saw what she isn't. The Bible says the Word of God is a mirror. James says the Word of God's a mirror. Second Corinthians says the Word of God's in a mirror. And if you'll ever open up the mirror of God's Word, you'll find out you're not cursed no more. You'll find out struggle's not your inheritance. You'll find out healing is your birthright. You'll find out peace of mind belongs to you. You'll find out joy belongs to you. You'll find now favor belongs to you. You'll find out your life's going from glory, glory, strength to strength. Watch saying this. They rescued her. They found her. Some hunters found her about three weeks later. And when they found her, she actually get him get it up help, got in her right mind through the word of God. She's a grandma today. She climbs trees with her grandkids. In her right mind. But it was in the presence of God that all of a sudden something shifted. 
There was a woman in here, and I saw it last night, whoever you were. I think her name, what was her name? Katrina, uh, Ben, Jessica. What was her name, Jessica? Jessica Navarrete? Navarreta? Is that you? What's your last name? Did you put something up online about all these stories about people I prayed for that got healed? Sarate, like I said. Watch how dope. You put a thing in there that I prayed for you and your baby was pressing, it was upside down. And I saw this last night, they showed it to me, my team, that when I prayed for you, that the baby that was upside down and causing tremendous pain, where you had become, I guess in your first pregnancy, um, incapacitated, was it hard to walk or you couldn't walk? Hospitalized, you couldn't walk. And I put my hand on you and I asked the baby, or I told the baby to turn around in front of everybody inside of your belly and in front of everybody here in this church, right here, the baby did a complete shift, took all that pain away, and you were able to give birth to that child. Why am I bringing that up in this moment? Because when you were in the presence of God, God connected with you, and he said there would be a recovery. When David started praying, and he started saying, God, I wanna go after this enemy. Well, am I gonna recover? God says, go after it and go get it back. Go get it back. Someone say, go get it back. Someone say, go get it back. Come on, it's one thing to ask God and get a word, but now you gotta go get it back. Come on, some of you gotta go get back some peace. Some of you gotta go get back some joy. Some of you gotta go get back some energy. Get back your creativity, get back your health. Get back your service. Don't lose your spirit of service. Watch how powerful. All of a sudden, David got aggressive on the attack. He said, boys, I know you've all been against me, but I got a word from God. I'm going to get it all back. I'm not getting some of it back. I'm going to recover all of it. I'm going to get it all back. This is how it's all gonna come back. And I end with this and I pray, watch. A couple weeks ago, after the men's emerge where I spoke, I spoke on a Sunday morning for Dr., uh, it was for the, uh, the North Campus, whatever, San Marcos Campus. In the middle of a meeting, all of a sudden, they had so many people, all the young people, they were all on the floor, he couldn't step around them. And it was amazing, the power of God fell, and then all of a sudden they were just knocked out. All these young people were knocked out all in the middle of service. But this young man stops, run, comes down from the exit to the left, and he is a wheelchair, uh, a walker, and he interrupts the meeting. He goes, Heinrich. I go, what's happening, what's your name? He said his name. He goes, I have cerebral palsy. He goes, but you said I can, get, I can get well right now. I came to get it. You didn't want to wait till the end of the meeting? No, you said I could come get it. I'm going to come get it. Come on, some of you are all sitting on your booty waiting for something great to happen. Come on, a little boy with swag and his little walker. Come on, he's... He's even struggling to move, but struggle did not stop his faith. It empowered his faith. See, I don't know about you when I feel God, I don't lean back, I lean in. Come on, I lean in. If he's here, I ain't gonna treat it like it's common church. I've been around common church, it sucks. 
Because everyone leaves disappointed because we had a religious experience, not a Jesus experience. I want to have a Jesus experience. I want to touch the Messiah. I want to touch my Redeemer. I want to touch the edge of his garment. I want to touch him. I want him. I just don't want what he's got. I want him. He gets better and better. Watch how cool this little boy. Okay, so I go, yo, little homie, this is what's going to happen. I said, we're going to have to get rid of your walker. Okay. I said, I'm going to hold your hand. Okay, I'll follow your lead. Okay, put your hand here. And he was all walking jerky. Come on, it wasn't like almost like a, like a Christian TV healing. Praise the Lord. That's awesome if it happens. That didn't happen in this one, okay? Sometimes miracles are messy. Don't get intimidated by the messiness. Don't count it not a miracle because there's a little bit of fight involved. Some of you need to recapture your spiritual fight, your spiritual fervor. Come on, your spiritual tenacity. And all of a sudden, this boy started walking and walking just like the woman last Wednesday night. She couldn't feel her legs. And then all of a sudden, that little boy started rocking, running around. He started running around. The little boy that couldn't walk on his own without a walker all by himself. All of a sudden, strength came into his body. All of a sudden, energy came into his body. And things shifted when David began to strengthen himself in God. Energy came. David said, you'll recover all. Isn't it interesting that in 72 hours, from the moment God said, you'll recover all, not only did he recover everything, he stepped into the place that was always meant for him. I come to prophesy to you tonight under the anointing and the presence of God, that God's gonna give you a sign in the next 72 hours, this 72 hour shift over your life, that you're coming out of recovery and a spirit of defeat and sadness over things that you gave away, sadness over their life, sadness over your conditions, sadness over your finances, sadness over your report. That spirit of sadness is being broken off your home tonight. And God is taking away the shame of even your bad decisions. He's restoring dignity in your eyes because the blood of Jesus purchased it for you so that you can stand in the place that he has for you that you've been anointed for. Someone's about to break into a new business. Someone's about to get, come on, someone's about to have the best year they've ever had. Someone's about to get their health back. Someone's about to get their joy back. If you believe that, give the Lord a clap and a shout. I'm done speaking. Come on, give them a big, 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 big clap. Come on, give them a big, 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 big clap. Come on, give them a big clap. Awesome. Where's that nice lady in that wheelchair? You want to get out of that wheelchair? Walk with me, my love. Go ahead. I'll give you permission. Give me your hand. I'm a really nice guy, and I got my Mexican homie right here. Ready? What's your name? Mari? Go, go. Maria? Walk with me, my friend. Watch the strength that's going to come into your body. You're not going out early. Your osteoporosis in your left knee. Tell her in Spanish, the osteoporosis is being healed. Oh, tell her to walk strong. Reminder of who she is.
Yeah, speak that Spanish. Come on, piquito espanol. I'm a huero pelon. What did you say? Strong is what? Fuerte. Ay, fuerte. all the pain I'm going to take that like that was a win you're a very good woman I want to honor you you're a very good mother a good woman Lift your hands, hold her, tell her, close her eyes, and you have her. Tell her you have her. Tell her you have her. You won't let nothing happen to her. She's going to feel a strong presence go through her body. She's going to want to fall, but don't let her fall. Flow through her, Holy Spirit. Boom. Thank you, Jesus, for flowing through her body. Thank you for restoring her unto health. In your beautiful name. Ooh, lift up your knees. Look how good your knees feel. Yeah. Someone's had really, really bad pain, like a tear in your shoulder, in your tear, it's like in the muscle and the tissue, a tear in your shoulder. Just lift your hand. You, sir? Run down here like the price is right. Come on, you got it. I love it. What's your name? Israel. You can't go wrong with a name like that. Thank you so much. You're a good man. You too? Oh, come on. He's like, this is bonus night. Okay, hold on one second. Let me help with Israel first for a minute. Just lift your hands, Israel. You're totally safe. The Lord's really proud of you. You're so darn hard on yourself. Watch as I reverse things from four years ago for you. Four years ago, you went through a trauma. I see it around the month of March and April, around that time, right around the end of spring, there was a, a, a relational trauma, and they, it was that you should have been taken out in that time. I see the, I see it, even at, I'm, I'm, I'm out there, I can tell you this, we never talked before. I can see the devil was gonna try to actually extinguish your life around, uh, it was around April the 18th or 19th, of four years ago, it would have been 2019, where the devil actually tried to take your life. I see you, I see your breath shallow. And the Lord says, watch what I restore to you in these next four months. Watch what I give you back. All that shame and even the things that you sometimes carry that you're so dang hard on yourself. You don't gotta be that way. I put all of that on Jesus. I punish Jesus so I can bless you. I punish Jesus so I can bless you. I punished Jesus who willingly took it so I can bless you. Watch what my favor does. 
Watch what my favor does. And all of that pain in your shoulder, be healed. It's being healed tonight in the tissue. You're going to feel a warmth go all through your tissues of your shoulder, your neck, and your sleeping pattern's about to be recovered. And I thank you that, Lord, things that owned him in the past don't own him. He reigns over what ruled over him through your grace and through the self-control of the Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, God's proud of you. How right is that word? Makeup season. He's going to make it up to you. What just happened to the pain? Move your shoulder. What just happened? Tell all the cool people that are looking from me at the back. Sorry, I'm sweaty. You put your arm around me, I'm sweaty, huh? What just happened? Breathe that in. And watch your lower lung. Watch, take that in. Just breathe that in. Watch that lower lobe on your lung. There's a spot on your lung that came in in the second year of COVID. Watch this get removed. Open. Adam could call an animal by name and it became that. I can call a body what God calls it, healed of the Lord. We command whatever we open and close through your mouth. The Bible says that. If you believe John 3, 16, you got to believe that. You can't choose and pick and choose. If you're allergic to being healed, if you're allergic to health, if you're allergic to an abundant life, heaven's not for you. You're going to be really disappointed. Everybody's happy there. Everybody's blessed there. Everybody's healthy there. And Jesus said, as it's in heaven, let it be where? On earth. How many can agree with that? What just happened? <laughs> Furthermore, how good do you feel in here? I feel great. I'm supposed to get results on my shoulder tomorrow. Go ahead and move your shoulder. Bless you. Okay, why don't you help? Come on. And how cool is that? He's rocking Jordans. Are those Jordans or the, are they the uh, ones? SBs, like I said. Come on, Rex. Step up your game, man. Can't be slipping on your pimpin. Come on, turn it up. Hey, how many know God gave you a personality? You should use it. Don't try to accommodate everybody on Facebook. You're going to find a lot of people that don't like you. Still be you. God wanted you. Don't be a clone. He made you an original. Don't die somebody's copy. Don't live for the opinion of man. Let, God wanted you. He likes you. Be you. Do you. Be exuberant. Be wild. Be passionate. Be godly at the same time. Which shoulder is it? Okay, get him healed because you're the healing guy. Okay, do your best one. Jesus, God, I ask you, Lord, to give him the faith that you have this shoulder issue resolved for him that it's no longer an issue just like you have done for me tonight lord and i ask you lord to just give him the strength and then and just let your power into this shoulder and just let not let it be an issue anymore and, and tell him to breathe that in put your hand on his chest and just say breathe that in and tell him he's gonna feel a warmth go from watch this Tell him the warmth, he's going to feel it from the top of his shoulder blade. And it's go down this whole area. One, two, three, go through him. Boom. Thank you, God. Tell him to look for, move his shoulder and look for healing. What's the difference? Interview him. 
I got to get this woman healed. Interview him. So how do you... Let's tell everybody what just happened. Uh, what just happened here tonight? God just healed my shoulder. Great, that's awesome. I'm, you got your left, I got my right. Us united. Us united. We're good. Who's next? All right, who's next? Is that what you say? Come here. Come here. Okay. Your shoulder's broken and what? And your leg's broken? She had an operation. It's not good. But God is good. How many know it's easy to watch people in pain and go, oh man, that just sucks? Anybody ever been there besides myself? Isn't it cool to kind of put yourself on the line? How many know God gives gifts of the Spirit, 1 Corinthians 12? You don't need them in heaven because everyone's going to have health. Why do you need healing there? No one's going to fall out of a cloud and like bump into like an elephant and go, I, I need help. You don't need prophecy there because you're going to know things. We need all that for the earth. Don't let any religious teaching teach you that doesn't belong today. If it belonged for Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, Peter, and all the rest of them, don't let their tradition talk you out of Jesus. It's God's love language to the world. Watch how cool this is. Jesus, if you're anywhere around the neighborhood, I need you. Come on, healer. Oh, he's getting ready. He's in deep meditation. How can you be so sure? How can I not be? I spent so much time with him. He's the greatest joy of my life. I live, for, I live for him. I can't be bought. You can't buy me. You can't own me. I'm not for sale. I'm not someone's hoe. I ain't someone's prostitute with a spiritual gift. I belong to my king. I know who I serve. He gets all the glory. He gave me a personality. He gave me a body. But he gets all the glory, all the credit, all the honor. He's the only savior. He's the only healer. He's the only restorer. He's the only one that's ultimately good. Jesus, if you're still around the neighborhood, flow through my friend. You're going to feel a warmth go through that shoulder. Don't be nervous. I'm a nice guy. My mom says so. And Lord, I thank you for going through her leg. You're going to feel sensation in your leg. One, two, three, boom, flow through her body. You feel that? You feel that energy in your leg? Yeah? I want you to move it. Come on, move with me. I know you're nervous. I got you. I want you to walk with me. Watch. You can go all the way. I'll get you all the way healed. I promise you. It's not hard. You're not a hard case. You don't got to wait in a waiting line either that Joe Biden's doctors can't get you into. He needs to be in the line to see him. Don't act like he don't. Jesus, heal and deliver that man too. Look at my eyes. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Come on and walk with me. Come on and walk with me. Yeah, girl. Watch what's about to happen.
What just happened to your shoulder? Does it feel looser? Okay. Jesus, I thank you for restoring her shoulder. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, God, for restoring her all the way. Thank you for this special day for her. In your beautiful name. What's Graciela? Oh, her name. That's a beautiful name. How different do you feel? Mas fretas, fuerta, like a, what? Mas fuerza. Mas fuerza. Fuerza. More strength. Who are you? You're just holding her cane? I like that. If you stand right here, watch what will hit you. Stand with me. Watch, stay with me. You put your hand on my shoulder. I'm a good man, promise. I'm gonna be your new, like, white son. Lord, thank you, God, for the great call on his life, the expansion that's before him. For one thing will close in September, and watch as I open two. One will happen in around October 13th to the 19th. Something will swiftly open that I will open before you. It will open suddenly. And watch as I'll bring a raise and an increase in the month of January to start the year to show my hand of favor upon you. For my favor shall lift you into places of great visibility over these next three years. I will substantiate my calling upon you and your family. For I'm removing and shedding some things that worked in other seasons. But now they won't, for I'm adding new things to you. I'm giving you new things to you. And even this night as I give you this word, watch what I'll put in your hand, for a reward shall come swiftly from my hand. A reward shall come swiftly in my hand. Lord, I ask you that you'd put a $10,000 token in his hand as a sign that this would swiftly come to pass. In Jesus' name, boom, go through them, boom. Thank you, God. I gave a word to the security guy at John and Becky's campus that on the 30th of June, he was going to reap a, a certain amount, somebody, or the month of June, and nothing came, and it was the last day. That's what it was. And he was so frustrated. He's like, man, maybe this prophecy thing doesn't work. And then on June 10th, June 30th, someone gave him a $10,000 out of the middle of nowhere, walked up and handed him 10 grand. And it was the exact amount that God had prophesied to him in a meeting we had done there just a couple. Isn't that cool that God can do that? Awesome. Uh, wait, wait, wait. Somebody real, real quickly. Is there somebody here with lupus? Lupus? They have lupus in your blood, like a lupus, a, a blood. You have lupus? And there's somebody, somebody, anybody else? Ma'am, you do run to the front real quick. Lupus. Lord, reverse all this lupus. Awesome. Aren't you glad you came to church tonight? Man, you're powerful. What's your name? Melissa. I wrote about you um, when I was praying today.
there she is, Melissa. Yeah. It's going to be a nice moment for you. God loves you, and God cares about you. Would you stretch your hands towards this really beautiful woman? And real soft, real soft just for a second. You guys are awesome music guys. Jesus, I thank you for reversing all of this lupus through her body. And no strokes, no strokes. I pray you protect her heart, her arteries. You've been feeling flutters at times. Those flutters have been strong for about two years. Two years, and that causes a lot of anxiousness. And God cares. That's why he's showing me this. He doesn't show it so I look like a spiritual giant. He shows it to help people. We're involved in his healing work. I'm just a laborer in his vineyard. Jesus, I thank you, Master, for bringing healing all throughout her body. You're going to feel like warm, like in your blood. Watch this. You're going to feel it very, like a hot flash, but it's going to be in your blood. One, two, three, four go through her now. Purify that blood. I speak to that blood. Be cleansed of every bit of lupus, no strokes, and those flutters to stop. And watch how good your sleep becomes. Sometimes you question, am I cursed? Am I something wrong with me? Did I do something really, really bad? Do I deserve this? God says there's nothing wrong with you and you're not cursed. You're my daughter and I'm proud of you and I'm, you're blessed. You're safe. You're safe. You've not felt safe in a long time. It started in childhood at nine and then at 11 where there was things that were very in the, child, in the home that made you feel unsafe. There's always been this sense of like, is there gonna be some doom or something negative, bad news, something's gonna happen. And tonight the Lord says, I break that. That spirit that was a demon spirit sent against your life at a young age to steal peace and joy from you. But tonight the Lord says, I break that tonight and destroy this assignment against your life that has tormented your mind from even going to the store, enjoying moments of shopping, enjoying moments of pleasure. I'm gonna restore you. It's gonna be so weird. It's like you dreamed a dream. God says, I'm gonna restore and your mind's gonna feel so free. All that torment. Be free. Boom. Watch it, your heart's totally, watch your heart be totally rhythmatic. somebody else too there's a man that's been having really fluttery of heart your cousin I like you're like first one she's like my cousin where's he at quick I gotta be quick cause we gotta we're gonna I'm gonna pray for everybody faster look you just got nominated bro I love that you're like you're like I didn't even order that off the menu what's your name Christian, Christian what a good name to have and what a good man to be Lord thanks for Christian touch his heart Lord, I pray you cut off any strokes against his life. Any, I pray a regular heartbeat. And I ask you to restore that inner chamber. I pray the electrical side of the car, the mechanical side. 
I ask you to go in there and I pray quicken it, fuse the neurons around it. And I pray that, Lord, you'd multiply. I pray potassium all throughout that heart. Let it be as a buffer, I pray, in his body and his heart. Great peace over him. And Lord, I thank you for solutions he brings to the table and wisdom that's on his life. Let that wisdom it cause him to expand and stand out in Jesus' name. Amen. Can you feel that going through? Yeah, for real, huh? Is there a Carlos in here? Is there a Carlos? Carlos, where are you? <coughs> Can I pray? Is there a Carlos in here for real? He's not standing up. What? A, car, a lot of Carlos is in here? I don't know. I just, I, I just think so. Carlos Rivera, just, Carlos, if you're a Carlos. No, no, there's a Carlos in here. Are you Carlos? Run down here, brother. I like you. You're like, I, you called me out of the crowd. I wasn't expecting that. Come on, you can't look that good and hide in the back. Are you single? Oh, he's with his home, he's hiding. Did I say that right? Okay, all right. I'll make sure I didn't say a cuss word. Still working it all out, come on. God, we thank you for Carlos's life. Just lift your hands, try this. You tried other things before. You might as well try this. God, I thank you for Carlos, and I thank you for the great call you have on his life. Let him be like a Joseph to his family. Let him excel, and I thank you that he comes out of a place of being known just, he's just Carlos to like, oh my gosh, that's Carlos. Thank you for the excellent spirit that's on him and what you're gonna build inside of him. Thank you that you're what you're gonna develop inside of his hands and the technicality he'll bring to things. I thank you, God, for your goodness over him. And I pray that, God, that he'd feel your presence in a very rich way. Watch this, too. Even your stomach's being touched tonight. In Jesus' name. And when I said that, there's somebody with a, and I'm not going to call you out, but somebody's bowels are being healed. Some of gastrointestinal, gastrointestinal things are being healed out in that area. I can feel it. Lord, I thank you for it. In Jesus' name. Is there, well, I'm praying for Carlos. Is there someone who'd be honest enough that you've been on some medication to help you because of so much trauma you've been in and you won't want to be on medication anymore? Doesn't mean you're bad. Doesn't mean you're off. You've just been on some medication and you're ready for God. I felt like, I felt like there's somebody here. Tonight's your night. If you want to feel free and alive back in your mind. I know that's a gutsy thing to say. I won't make you talk into a mic. Thank you for your honesty. Just stand up. If there's around her, put your hand on her shoulder. Tonight's gonna be a great night for you. God loves you. He's not disappointed in you either. Jesus, I thank you for freeing her from this tonight. I thank you that, Lord, you'll restore even the memories that have caused so much trauma from things you went through. I thank you, God, that you'll heal those areas. You're gonna feel like you're gonna feel things go into your like brain, like you're gonna feel a tangible presence of God. Go in there, let the angel of the Lord right now bring healing, I pray right now, to your mind, to your neurological function, and restore all your adrenal glands supernaturally. 
I pray for restoration of your adrenal glands right now. You're going to feel a warmth go through your body. One, two, three, boom, go through her right now. And I cancel Satan's plans against you. In Jesus' name. Move your neck. Watch how free you feel in your head. What just happened, mama? For reals, what just happened? What just, did you just feel that lift you? Run over, can you come in the middle just for a second? I'm a really nice guy. I'm sweaty though. I'm proud of you. Just lift your hands. Watch her stand behind her because she needs to feel, feel this in her soul. Stand behind her, boom, go through her, boom, go all the way through her. Shh. What are you doing helping somebody? It's a hospital. Don't expect us to be a museum. We're not a spiritual museum, we're a hospital. We help people get better. If right now, if you just feel like in your own heart and life, look at me for a minute. Soft, soft. If you just feel like in your heart or your life, some of you young people, you're gonna listen to me for a minute. If you feel like, you know what, I need to touch God. I need God to touch my soul again. Man, I've been out of it. Life's kicking my butt. I've let the enemy get in places he shouldn't be in. I've allowed stuff to get in myself. I'm, I'm hurting in my soul. I'm hurting. I'm sad. I'm struggling on the inside. I need Jesus to touch me. If that's you, I want you just to come. Kneel down here. Come kneel down here at the altar like they did at a Billy Graham crusade. I want you just to come. I want you to come. If you feel like I need God to help me, I'm going to pray for people, but I want you just to come. I know it's on a hard floor. I know it's not the most comfortable. We're not in our building yet. We're going to be there, but we're not there yet. Just come. Sit on your booty. Sit on whatever. If you want to be here, worship band, come up here, please. I could use you. Thank you guys so much. If you just feel like I need God, I need to be close to Jesus. Come on. If I need to be close to Jesus, sing me a soft worship song if you guys can. Thank you. Thank you, my loves. If you feel like I just need God to come and help me. Come on, it takes guts to say, excuse me, I'm gonna get my life together. Excuse me, I'm gonna get out of my chair. I need to be close to God. I'm making a move toward God. Excuse me, I'm gonna end my summer strong. Excuse me, I'm getting healed. Excuse me, I'm getting free. Excuse me, I'm not gonna live tormented. Excuse me, I'm not gonna live addicted. Excuse me, I'm not gonna live afraid. Excuse me, I'm not gonna live depressed. Come on, this keeps happening all over our awakened campuses. Last week, over 1,000 people, we moved all the seats, kneeling with our families, just worshiping. Come on, this is you and Jesus. The presence of God here, go ahead and just lead us in a soft song. Come on, everyone, just lift your hands, and we're gonna just cry out to God, cry out to God. I'll, I'll pray for you in a minute, but just go ahead and just cry out to God. Come on. How, what an amazing word. I hope you enjoyed that as much as I did. Hey, listen. For more information about our church, go to www.awakenchurch.com or subscribe to our YouTube channel if you haven't already and download our app. It's amazing. It is chock chock of incredible messages, information about upcoming upcomings, and you can even import our ministry if you feel so inclined. We loved having you with us today. We look forward to seeing you again. God bless you. Live a life that is transformative. Bye for now.